Well, what is going on, everybody? This is going to be another episode of the Iron Man podcast. This is going to be episode 12. We're going to be talking about all of the recent news regarding, you know, movies, TV, anime, gaming, comic books, manga, all that stuff, our own personal lives, obviously. I like to just throw all my personal life out here on the internet, you know, just because that's it. Uh, The channel... The uh, new channel rebrand video is out there on the new main channel that is done. And then uh, obviously later on today, I'm going to work on creating a, uh, you know, more content for that channel, obviously. And I just did an update for Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Is is the name still in development? What what happened? Is the name still in development? No, the name is done. Name icon's done. And I put out the video today. So, you know, everything is done. All I gotta do now. No, I'm is saying I've seen the name. I'm like, is it still in like development? Not saying I dislike it, but I think it makes use, sense. Use a different one. I mean, you know, it's it's yours. I can't. I'm not really the best with names. Plus, I already used my uh, two tries for two weeks. You, you could use ChatGPT to give you a name, and you did it. I don't even know how to work that shit, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. <laughs> you said Chat GBT, get what's a good YouTube name? And they would have gave you one. Man, I couldn't go through that because then I wouldn't feel like I'm in control, you know? You are in control of what Chat GBT does. You tell so, it what to do, it does what you want. Simple yeah. AI stuff. So uh as you guys know, uh the second channel has been turned into the main channel, and we will start putting out content. On there, pretty much just pre-recorded videos uh, in the Cloud9 podcast as usual. Nothing else. Um, that's pretty much it. Uh, obviously, I'm going to have to put out a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! content on there, as I had before on my other channel. But, you know, that's just how life's going to be. You know, you're going to have to start somewhere. I mean, if you still got old videos, say, you might as well re-upload them. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do anyway. That, that's, that, was, that was the plan. I had pretty much... I can save – so you, you know how we did the Fast and Furious movie project? Those aren't I, – I didn't empty out my recycle bin. I can still save them. So when, like, Fast and Furious – so when, like, the the Dwayne Johnson solo comes out, like, in a few years, well, we would have to redo the Fast and Furious movie project. I at least have those saved. So that's good, you know. But now moving back, we got to do all those projects over again. We got Because some of them, I'm being honest with you, dude, I did kind of mess up on a little bit. So it'd be kind of good if I went back and redid them a little bit with the knowledge I have now. But – at least with the Fast and Furious one, we won't have to redo that one when we cross that bridge anyway. So that's not a bad thing. We'd have to go back and do – well, we never started the DCEU, so we, we'd be starting that from scratch. But, like, some of them we'd be redoing over, and it's crazy because we did a lot of them actually. So it's fine. It, it's fine. It's a, it, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So as long as we're getting them done in a timely fashion, then it's okay. Plus – as everyone knows, Hollywood shut down, so we can do these movie projects at any point in time if we want to. Hollywood doesn't really technically exist right now, outside of, you know, corporate faces, you know? So, I mean, last night we were talking about, you know, all this stuff last night, and, you know, seeing as everything went down the toilet, I mean, there's not just, like, one thing it went down on for modern entertainment. It was, like, a lot of things, you know? You mentioned it was um, writing inconsistencies. You know, I think that was a big thing. I think it was also another big aspect of like storytelling, inconsistencies and plot. There's just a lot of things. 
actually. Like, I just there's so there, there's not really one direct starting point with a lot of the stuff. You know what I mean? It's several different many things. Like some like for, for like for TV shows, some shows went on way too long. Like there was a ton of CW shows that went on for like seven, eight seasons. No one's watching this. Why are you? What are you producing this for? You know, that Halo show. Fucking writers are saying that they didn't fucking even like do like any <laughs> research on the history of the franchise, any current comic storylines, nothing. And it's crazy is that the people in charge would hire these people, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, like as fans of this of the material for all these many years, like people have always thought like these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's true. A lot of them, they know what the fuck they're doing because they're hiring people who legitimately don't even know what the product really is. It's fucking crazy. Well, just it's, don't get it's, it. not, it's not like this isn't, like, this is not the, it, honestly, to me, like I said, it's just people have not been careful with writing anymore. Mm-hmm. Look at Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. You know, Netflix isn't a bad platform, even though you defend that whole password shit. But other than that, uh, the problem I have with Netflix is that they have too much, so much stuff out, and it's kind of thinning their resources. Yeah. You know, mind you, they just focused certain stuff like, okay, focus into doing some Stranger Things related content. Stranger Things mm-hmm. spinoffs, blah, blah, blah. They have done no spinoffs for Stranger Things since. The show started, and that show started in the early 2010s. Well, in the 2010s, whenever Netflix, you know, got popular. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done, like, nothing to branch off that franchise and see if they can do more with it. Like, maybe do a movie, put it in theaters, maybe do a show. They right. they just got so much random stuff on the platform. And there's no guarantee you're going to watch everything on these services. I haven't watched everything on Max. I'm not going to watch everything on Max. I'm not going to watch 90 Day Fiance. I'm not, not gonna watch Shark Week because I'm not gonna watch that sheet. That sounds why, like why would you not want to watch Shark Week? What's wrong with you? Hey, I, I can go watch Shark Week for free on uh YouTube. You're missing out on quality content, man. But it's it's not gonna be stuff I'm gonna watch, it's there, but it's just mm-hmm. stuff's in there. That's why when David says I was like, Oh, we're gonna put Discovery and blah 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 all in one, it's <laughs> like cool. I mean, the, the Discovery people can just come over here and now. Say, oh, yeah. I got Warner Brothers content, but still, ain't nobody finna be checking for no 90 day fiance. Ain't nobody talking about no 90, 90 day fiance. I see what he wanted to do bring over the uh, audience that does like that stuff, but you know, you kind of just overcrowded your service again with stuff that majority of people, a lot of young people, mm-hmm. are not going to be watching. Well, hey, they got yeah. people like MSK to watch their Shark Week stuff. So, hey, Shark Week is fire, just your whore mouth. So, the thing with uh, Shark Week is you don't fully understand the the power that sharks hold on people in terms of like just the way everything about them just works. Are you feeling me? I swear that Jaws movie has something to do with y'all. This Shark Week phenomenon, y'all be happy. Gassing up. So, what do the sharks do for a week? Do they do like eat people or some shit? I hate you. You know that, right? What Everything do sharks stand? What what is like? What do they do for Shark Week? I think they you have to talk, watch Shark Week to, to understand it. Talk about the anatomy of sharks and stuff. You just go on YouTube and go look at free shark attacks. Uh, no. 
can't do that. Gotta there, there's a reason why we have Shark Week because the people voted for this kind of content. Like the people voted for a lot of the stuff we have nowadays, which is pretty goddamn bad. So what I plan on doing for a lot of you guys is, I mean, going back to the review format of like movies, TV show, anime, and like video games and all that shit is, I mean, that's going to be bread and butter stuff for the new main channel. And obviously Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon content too. Uh, as you guys know, gaming streams are only going to be on just Rumble and Twitch, obviously. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Why? Man, what's different with the ambulance around this area of town is that in my other area of town, you could, I could barely hear it down there. But over here, it's like, oh, my goodness, because oh, it's right your, next to uh, Main Street. Your boy Tom Cruise doesn't want to go out there on the picket on the on the front lines. Dude, I know a lot of people don't understand this, but not everyone's going to care about their fucking bullshit. You know, a lot of people like him that are in his position, a good amount of them, are just going to be like, they'll resolve it. But he's the actor, do. too. The strike doesn't apply to him. He's not. He has I, leverage, actually. Tom Cruise legitimately has. That's why they want him. They're 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 like essentially using him because they have no. Leverage. I mean, but uh, check the. Uh, well, I just sent it to your Twitter DM. Uh, no, but he's part of SAG after. I'm pretty sure he is. So I mean, but, he can't even promote Mission Impossible or whatever. I mean, to be fair, his Mission Impossible is already out though too. Mission Impossible: The Reckoning Part One's already out. Let me. See. No, what I'm saying is he can't like promote it. Like he can't do. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, we didn't see him do any promotions anyways, really. Yeah. I mean, he probably did, but I didn't care enough to see because I ain't going to be watching no Mission Impossible. I can care less. Missing out, man. Missing out completely. Ain't nobody missing out on no Mission Impossible. You're fucking crazy. Those moves are absolutely amazing. The first, um, I think the first two are like, okay, but three, four, five, and six are fucking amazing. I mean, I'm I'm going to make time to watch Mission Impossible 7 because that's just fucking pure cinema right there. I'm waiting to see. All right. So is this all of the okay? So this is a the variety article they put out. All right. So it was a typical day on the set of Gladiator 2 in Malta. British director Ridley Scott was orchestrating a complex sequence featuring the film star Paul Mescal and several hundred extras, all of it unfolding inside a replica of the Coliseum. There were more than halfway through the Ardrius three-month production of the film that marked the long-awaited sequel to Scott's 2000 Oscar Best Picture winner. When on July 13th at noon, at high noon, Scott called cut quickly. Word began to spread that half a world away talks between SAG, AFTRA, and the major studios and streaming services had collapsed. Given that the cast and crew of the action epic had been living in a bubble, the prospect of a strike had seemed remote, but it didn't take long for the grim reality to sink in. Within hours, Scott and his producers had sent a note to the crew saying that production was shutting down. Yeah, so everyone doesn't know, any movies that were already currently in production and filming, literally wherever you're at in the world, so let's say you took a fucking trip to like Europe to fucking film a few scenes, you had to stop. Let's say you're in Australia, you have to stop all that shit. And basically, you have to cancel and basically either I mean, you can't sit there and wait because that would the, the stu- no studio no movie's going to have, have a production budget to put people in fucking hotels for like 2 months. That's yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. So, everyone's got to end up stopping production, 
flying back home, basically just halting any current movies that were already in production. I mean, luckily, some movies were already done before this, so those movies are already going to come out. But people have to understand this. The reason why movies are going to end up getting delayed is because it's not even that movies get delayed because people just want to delay them. It's more like they, they, there has to be visual effects brushed up on them. There has to be um, – it's kind of like a line you wait for for the VFX department. So the VFX department has a line of studios that want to get their movies done. That's why you have uh, reshoots done. Reshoots basically imply I haven't I have my film basically brushed up. So special effects, uh, certain aspects of the movie like the saturation on certain scenes, all that shit. You know, People have to basically – put in this kind of request months in advance to even get this stuff done. We're talking like if I'm going to film a movie that I want to do, I would have to put this, put this request in maybe like six months in advance just to be maybe like 10th in a row to have my movie just brushed up on when we even get the movie done. This is how this crazy, how tedious the fucking pr film production process really is. So, and now, now imagine all that, and imagine that with a video game. A video game goes through a lot of different processes to even start going. Yeah, so a video game actually costs more to create. Right. So you have all these movies shutting down, TV show production shutting down, video game shutting down. I know a lot of people went like, well, back in 2007 to 2009, the writer's strike, they got it all figured out. Well, put back to Ren, even though, though they did figure it out, that wasn't easy for any stretch of the imagination. And also, that, that took two years to figure out. That wasn't just something that happened over a month. No, so we might strike, be that strike only lasted 100 days. Yeah, yeah, it, it it was it was something that was ongoing. It eventually just ended, but it, it's not something that happened like overnight. People just finished that. Like people are predicting it's going to be over around like October, but I mean, <clears throat> it could be longer. Landscape is so much different compared to you know 2009. I mean, actually. October itself is already long. Shit. Uh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's already well. If it ends before October, then you know, hopefully, actors that got movies coming out in November and December, they can start promoting their stuff. Yeah. Again, but this needs to go longer than one hundred days if these actors and writers want to make an effect. Because the last protest was one hundred days. If they get to one hundred days, which is going to be when did the strike yeah. start? Well, when did the writers go on strike last month, or was it the month before? Uh, it was a different. Uh, yeah, the the screenwriters guild. It was the. Uh, it was a different guild. So there's two different guilds. There's the stag one that just went oh, on yeah, strike. Well, when did the writers was before that? The writers went on strike last month, right? Or was it the month before? Right. Yeah. Yeah. About then. Yeah. It was like the last week of June or some shit like that. So you add that in. They need to go past one day. Yeah. If they want to leave an impact that's going to really like damage Hollywood if they don't uh come to an agreement. But I think they are gonna to come to an agreement. Like they got so much stuff out of production. Like, yeah, they got stuff for now that they can release, but you know, that stuff you can only push it back for so long. And well the thing here like, is jo like Joker too. Let's say if they, you know, it's already mm -hmm. done, but let's say if they wanted to push it back, let's say, you know, yeah. push it back to 2025 just to like make sure there's content because the batman part two won't be coming out 2025 i mean lacy might not come out 2025 but remember but they can't even film anything that that's well, yeah all yeah yeah that's back. the yeah. thing that's why that's why i say they could always say oh well it looks like we got enough movies already filmed in separate 2024 
let's push back Joker to the 2025s. We got content there, that type of thing. But like I say, you can only push stuff back so much because we've seen mm-hmm. you push back stuff so much, you'll end up like new mutants where you don't make no money. Well, you make yeah. money, but you make money and people don't care to go see your movie. This there was just this sadness. One source says we were completely out of the politics and just invested in the work. Now a lot of people are going to lose their livelihoods, won't be able to keep up home payments, school payments. Most of the cast, including Denzel Washington and Pedro Pascal, began booking flights out of Malta, presumably toward home, leaving behind a big budget production that had employed more than 400 people. Also, people forget, it's not just... I know everyone's just blaming like the writing on a lot of the stuff, but there's a lot of other people that are basically like the backbone of like all the production for like a lot of movies and TV shows and video games that aren't exactly the main people involved with this stuff. They just kind of come to work and just do their job. A lot of these guys are getting screwed over too, which really sucks, honestly, you know? And even if you're for the studios or you're for the quality of writers or whatever, it's not really you have people to understand there has to be some sort of a uh, a give and get when it comes to a lot of these things too. Also, if these people feel like the big studios are so greedy, after all these many years, they could have went and created their own studio instead of paying your fucking union that ain't shit for you. I mean, unions are fucking shit to begin with anyway, outside of like insert a few for like certain career paths or people all of that, that are like in certain career fields. But this, this union they're paying money into where they barely get any fucking money out of, why don't they make their own studio? subsidize that but then again they're kind of always relying on rich people to do it for them which is not a good well, idea that's, i mean that is not that they can't make their own studio they probably could but it's like the places are already working at as is they just need to change themselves like yes the business is the business but the business isn't working anymore because it's all over the place you know it's too inconsistent Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up. Like there'll be sometimes like, oh, Disney. Let's say Disney makes a corporate decision on something, and you're like, okay, I see why they made that decision. Then they do something else. It's like, okay, Disney, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Then they do something else. Oh shit. Okay, things ain't. This doesn't seem right. This seems kind of fishy. It's to a point where even the workers, like you know, this writer striking, they had enough. They're like. You know, business is business, but like this business is becoming too, uh, too, it's all over the place. It's crazy because those people would defend these companies too. It's like these people on Twitter or on other social medias like Facebook and shit will always be so quick to defend these guys that don't, that treat them like shit, you know, that apparently don't pay them enough money to live off of, which is kind of, which is stupid in and of itself when you factor in like, like finances and how business that is actually ran. It's like, why are they defending these people? They'll go with the first ones to defend these people. That's what I'm so confused by. We people know you're not getting paid and you apparently are getting treated like shit, but you'll be the first ones to defend these corporations. Like, how does that make any sense? You know, I just can't wrap my head around that. What has to think like, for example, someone like Tom Cruise, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have just acting. He probably got other business ventures and all that. Most of yeah. these actors are just like, actors and writers are people that you know are more like us when it comes to like at most it's probably rare when they get an opportunity to be able to go out there and write a movie or Mm -hmm. uh 
do some acting because it's like it comes every once in a while. They don't got a, any other business ventures like that. It's just I, I they have to start just just pay these people for what they're worth, right? And also, as far as the bad writers go, I, I've I've seen some people with some takes like, well, you know, some of the writers don't deserve to pay because a lot of stuff been bad. Well, yeah, there is some bad writers. There's going to be bad directors, but the studios hire these people. Mind you, they, they hire them. But even then, if they are hiring bad writers, which is on the studio, you know, you still have to compensate your workers. I'm not, I'm not saying compensate the bad ones, just compensate them, but compensate your employees overall. Yeah. In the studios, if they're complaining about quality of stuff not being done right, then stop hiring people that can't write good. Stop hiring people that can't uh, mm-hmm. act. Stop hiring people who can't direct. Just hire people that you know are good. If you got to play it safe and get Tom Cruise to do your thing, okay, cool. But if, for example, Jessica Gow, like I said, for She-Hulk, uh, she says she never... She doesn't know how to do law-related stuff. And mind your show is about a girl who's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Like, Disney, whoever hired her, I, I know they was thinking like, oh, wow, yeah. Uh. But then it was like, nah, just just do it. We'll be fine. It's the MCU. We, we can stay afloat. It's all good. Nobody's really going to trip about it. Just put something out there. New hero. Everybody's going to tune in. And then I and I think you know, and it kind of makes sense now. I think they knew from jump this show is not going to pop because they spoiled Daredevil in the trailer. Mind you, think think about if they actually hit Daredevil. Maybe that would have altered how the show would even do uh, the reception of the show. They literally yeah. spoiled him in that trailer for a reason because they want people to watch. And it's like it's not not saying he took over the trailer or that he. Uh, it was trailers all about him, but that was kind of weird. Because yeah, they keep hiring these people that don't know anything about the characters or why they're the way they are, why why they have such a huge impact on people at all. Well, I, hiring the, I mean, that, they, well, that, the person that, that well, said they got the residuals for She Hulk, which I thought was way too much, given them the fuck the fucking quality of that show. The way that person looks, I'm not trying to be mean here, is kind of the reason why a lot of these shows turn out the way they do. A person that looks like that writes a lot of these shows, and that's why they turn out like shit for the most part. Nah, he wrote the best episode, the Daredevil episode. That guy did? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this, you know, the the, the, the fat per, the fat ladies, there's all these fat, ugly, out-of-shape women who don't even know what a, comp, a superhero even is or how a comic is even supposed to, you know, or how a comic show is supposed well, to be. As far as, as far as that, like, for example, Christopher Nolan, right? Now, I don't know his knowledge of Batman and stuff, but I, I think it's a safe to say that he probably doesn't read a lot of Batman. He probably does read some. I think he read some stuff, you know. I, but I was references in the book that he read. Batman Begins, the, I, I had the movie production guide. He had read the first appearances of Scarecrow, it, uh, Year One, and it was a few other books. It was the first early uh, new. But would you, would you say he's a Batman fan? I'm not saying he didn't. He doesn't like read. I think he's a fan enough to un- understand the impact of the character and how people people would would want the movies. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, I I think Nolan when he approached Batman, I think he didn't approach it as like a Batman fan. He approached 
because I don't think he's a fan fan like that. Like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying he he doesn't he didn't do good by the character and did research. Mm-hmm. I think he did do research, but I think he had the approach of okay, let me just make a good movie with Batman in it in this Batman world. Mm-hmm. He made a lot of changes that you know make you scratch your head. Like you know why doesn't Bane have the venom? Why isn't Joker in the acid? But we don't know if Joker fell in acid or not. We really don't know. He could probably could have, but he's been lying the whole movie. He got Scarecrow's fear toxin stuff correct to an extent. Uh, but and he didn't have the Lazarus Pit related thing for Rachel Ghoul. But other than that, he still took these characters and did something great. Now, I think as long as you are getting passionate people that really not not and not just people that are like passionate in a way of like Mm-hmm. Oh, I can uh, I finally get this IP that I can finally, you know, make into my dream thing that I always wanted it to be. Like people that actually just want to make it into a good thing that everyone is going to be able to like and love. For example, I was literally arguing with a Snyder show about this yesterday. Uh, BVS versus Civil War. Uh, BVS, right, was clearly made for a niche audience, you know, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really made when Zach was making that movie, I think he was one of those directors. I was like, eh, if everyone doesn't like my movie, I don't care, type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I just want to make my movie, the passion art. If people like it, that's it. <laughs> but the goal of these movies, you want to get people to a lot of people like it and come back and rewatch and make it very successful. And you want a good reception too. Civil War doing the same concept that BBS is pretty much doing was able to make a lot of money, make more money, and it gained the critical critical and fan reception that you require for your movies, which guaranteed rewatches. People liked it. They kept back, they kept going back to watch it. BBS, not saying it wasn't made with passion, but you know, you're making a movie with from a guy that doesn't know how to appeal to the masses. I'm not saying he can't direct, but you hired a guy that does not appeal to the masses. In the bo- previous movies he did do for Warner Brothers, uh, Owls of Gahul, uh, Watchmen, which was a good movie. What was the other movie he did? Sucker Punch. Box office failures mm-hmm. for the studio. And it's like, you're going to get him to run your universe? <laughs> I'm not saying he can't direct, but like you're getting a guy who got you some back-to-back box office L's. Now, when they wanted to get Nolan for the DC stuff, I totally understood. He was guaranteeing Warner Brothers box office with the Nolan trilogy. Yeah, I totally I understand think, that. I think but Nolan, to bring in... But, I think, but mind you, the studio made uh-huh. a decision. Let's hire Zack Snyder. And mind you, they could have looked at his own track record. It was like, at, a, at the end, they, I get they like, they like Nolan, but they should have said, we don't give a fuck what you say, Nolan. You want us to pick this guy that gave us three box office failures. That's just now, mind you, Watchmen yeah. was a good movie. The movie that the money that BVS and Man of Steel got, Watchmen should have got that money. I wish Watchmen made that money, but it sadly didn't because Watchmen wasn't something at the time that knew how to appeal to a whole bunch of people. It's like a very niche thing. This very it because it's very Alan Moore-ish. Like Alan Moore mm-hmm. doesn't appeal to a lot of people. He appeals to like a specific yeah uh, mm-hmm. section of comic people. The cast and crew of Gladiator Two 
weren't alone that day. Other major studio productions such as Disney's Deadpool 3 and Warner Brothers' Beetlejuice 2 abruptly stopped. For many, it seemed like a flashback to March 2020 when Hollywood came to a Wait, screeching Michael, halt at the start of COVID. Is it a sequel or like a reboot? For what? Beetlejuice 2. I have, That's I'll watch the movie. Sequel? I didn't watch the first one. Oh, you whack. First one. <laughs> what did I do? Now, another era of uncertainty has dawned for the film and TV industry, which is already reeling from a screenwriter strike that has limited its ability to, to produce new shows and films. <laughs> hey, you remember when Netflix teased that Squid Game uh, reality show? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's going to happen, man. Mm. Well, that that's that's what happened during the last strike. You know, I I think that's when Jersey Shore like popped off and stuff. Yeah, you about to get in the, the keeping up with the Kardashians uh, 2.0. Holy yeah, shit! It comes down to commerce versus art, says Michael Green, who runs a boutique talent agency whose clients include Francis Fisher, a member of SAG's negotiating committee. What's happening right now is commerce doesn't really understand how the artist thinks. They think they can do this without the artist. They can do it with AI. They're thinking in numbers. Commerce wants to win out for their bottom line, and they'll never fully win without the artist. It's David versus Goliath. Yeah, they're, if, they're not. They're these studios, I don't know why. If they're considering to, like, really. I said this about the Luke Skywalker thing. Now people keep calling AI CGI. It's all separate things. It's not the same. Yeah, thing, but kind mm -hmm. of is. But look at the Luke Skywalker they're doing right now with the whole CGI uh, thing. It's not to say you can't keep doing that forever and ever, but it's CGI. Like doing a whole with the way Disney produced movies. These these movies only get like what a year or something to go to like really film and go through production and CG work and stuff. Movies like Avatar 2 for example had years to like do the visual effects, retouch up stuff. Most films don't get that. And let's say they want to do like a couple Luke Skywalker CGI mm -hmm. movies. I'm I'm be honest with you that CGI is gonna be very spotty with his face in a lot of those. Uh, oh yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, in those movies, if they do decide to do some, it's I, I don't, and it's gonna be it's gonna take more years because like most of the AI art you see now, the AI art the AI art can barely um, get fingers correct. If you notice in some AI pictures, not sure if you've seen them. But they, they get everything else correct except for the fingers. Like, the fingers are distorted and messed up and stuff. I mean, they're close. But I don't think that's going to be something that's going to last. You still want to use, like, real people. But the perk of having this AI stuff and CGI to an extent is right. that, you know, this, this is why I, I said um, DC and Marvel should start doing this for some stuff. You know those, like, cinematics for, like, the the Arkham game trailers. Mm -hmm. You know, if they want to start doing stuff like that, they can. They have the technology. Oh, yeah. Technology too. All they needed, all they need is just voices. But now yeah. how it is, you can just AI voices. You can take someone's voice and then uh put it over. Because I never got a chance to um I never got a chance to cover what Bob Iger initially put out 
because it said uh disney ceo bob Iger says writers and actors are not being realistic with strikes it's very disturbing to me okay as this uh, and also guys after this article Disney, he's basically putting Disney up for a yard sale for certain divisions of the company because they are not performing very well. It's also weird because people would probably end up blaming like Bob Chapek. Yeah, people would blame like Bob Chapek for a lot of the things that Disney's going through. But Disney, Chapek only been in charge for like what two years? Yeah, but it was weird because remember they renewed Bob Chapek's contract only to basically pay him out of that contract knowing they didn't like him just to bring in Bob Iger just to basically waste all this money on a guy they didn't want to only just give this guy a lot of money. It's just so – all this is so fucking stupid. This company is so fucking dumb. None of that makes any sense. Why would you renew a guy's contract you know you didn't want as your CEO and gather who fudged numbers, ruined creative relationships with everybody just to bring back your former CEO – just to pay him a lot of money and lose money on a guy that you know you didn't want to have. Fucking industry is crazy. I hate it all here. <laughs> Bob Iger for president, guys. During an appearance on CNBC's Squawk Box. Oh, yeah. NBC, a great place for nothing. NBC's fucking dog, dog dookie shit. Disney CEO Bob Iger said that the writers and actors union going on strike in Hollywood are not being realistic with their expectations. Speaking to CNBC's David Faber from the Sun Valley Conference in Idaho, Iger commented on the ongoing Writers Guild of America strike and imminent decision for SAG to join them. This is what he says. It's very disturbing to me. We've talked about disruptive forces on this business and all of the challenges we're facing. The recovery from COVID, which is ongoing, it's not completely back. This is the worst time in the world to add to that disruption, Iger said. I understand any labor organization's desire to work on behalf of its members to get the most compensation and be compensated fairly based on the value that they deliver. We managed as an industry to negotiate a very good deal with the Directors Guild that reflects the value that the directors contribute to this great business. We wanted to do the same thing with the writers, and we'd like to do the same thing with the actors. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they are adding to the set of the challenges that, that this business is already facing. That is quite frankly very disruptive. Okay, so there's a decent amount to break down here. First of all, the writers need to understand that if people do not watch your shit on TV, ratings literally are the backbone of how networks are funded, not just advertisers. A lot of people think it's just advertisers. No, 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 no. There's you, you, you couldn't. Like, there's a reason why you see, like, five ads play on a TV show. Even nowadays, go to a friend's house, probably on a, a random movie. You get, like, five ads before the movie starts playing again. There's a reason for that. There's, I mean, this, was ba- this happened back in the day, but a lot of that lucrative money that they had extra over, they would just probably spend on actors' contracts and, pr- and productions and all that stuff. People need to understand, the advertisers cannot just cover all that stuff. Like, you're asking for advertisers to basically sponsor an entire network, entire network's worth of productions and all that other stuff. It's, it's just not going to be feasible in their budgets. I, I I don't believe they are, even in the most biggest profitable products in the world, like Clorox and toilet paper and all that other stuff. A lot of 
how this stuff is functionable is through people viewing the content itself. A lot of people have dropped cable, and then you have to go like, well, how would writers make money? Well, you don't go through streaming services, right? Well, how can streaming services pay their writers residuals when no one's watching their shit? Because for someone to, to watch your shit, it would actually have to be good quality work for some the writer for there to be some sort of interest there. Also, a lot of these actors and writers go on interviews spouting their fucking nonsense half the time, making people go, I don't want to watch this. I think, unpopular opinion, I think a lot of you should stop, should stop going on interviews. None, none, none of you go on interviews and help your products. None of you promote them properly. All you talk about is your fucking pretend victimhood you went through in your life that no one wants to hear your sob story about. You know, I'm not, I don't watch an interview to hear a fucking writer's sob story. It's like, bro, tell me what the fucking story is about and I'll decide if I want to watch this shit at all. You know, also, since these writers don't understand this union, you made all the money that you really don't make much of. You have to pay in fees to a union and the union also doesn't help you either. Oh, this industry is so fucking stupid. Oh, God, these business practices make me want to throw up. It's so bad. Oh, God, it's fucking disgustingly bad. Then the showrunners pay people like Bob Iger literally millions of dollars to basically not fix. He was brought in to basically fix this whole shit. All right, so Bob Iger's brought in to fix this whole shit. Why is Kathleen Kennedy still around? I still don't know why she's still around. She sucks. She is damn near terrible. Why is she around? Why are that, they financing that, Indiana Jones 5? What are that, they that's, doing? That's, that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, like, yeah, there has been some bad writers. There's been some good writers. There's, they, their union has their own issues, but at the end of the day, Bob has made a lot of these decisions that have affected this stuff. He has hired people that have greenlit stuff, not greenlit stuff. Um, the guy from Orlando series a few days ago said he hasn't had an he hasn't heard an update on that series in three years. That is fucking horrible. Yeah, that, they announced that series yeah, literally in COVID. Yeah, and and and, and mm-hmm. see that's that's the thing. It's like you know they're not telling people if they're going to be doing this or not. Like it's no clear. Co- Honestly, I think a lot of this is just a bunch of miscommunication, and I'm not shocked because uh, yeah. when they try to, you know, lay out their demands and stuff, they they said that these these studio heads was like, you know, acting kind of ob- oblivious to stuff like, ooh, this how you really feel? Oh, okay, ooh, oh, I didn't know. The VFX artists, I mean, they've been pretty open about how bad the working conditions have been. Yeah, it's 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 at the end of the day, a lot of this. I wouldn't say they're not being unrealistic. It's it's as at the end of the day. Uh, Bob, it's only in the look, morning. It's only nine twenty eight right now. What? Oh, I was making a joke. You said at the end of the day, but it's only nine thirty right now. Get it? At the beginning of the day, fucker. Uh, <laughs> Bob, look, Bob Iger. If I'm not saying he needs to take a pay cut, but dude, just pay your people what they're worth. That's all. Because also, a, lot of, a lot of these companies are like they're not asking mm-hmm. to be paid as much as CEO. No, ain't nobody asked. Like, dude, in yeah. my job, hey, I wish I was paid as much as CEO. I know I'm not going to, but I wish I was. But when I'm getting paid, you know, it's like, oh wow, shit. Yeah. Okay. This is pretty good. But still, I feel like I'm fairly compensated for the work I do. Now in my previous job, when I worked at Amazon, yeah, we all got paid like $17.25 an hour, you know, depending on the state we lived in. Still is it mm-hmm. expensive in this city, but you know, uh, it, it's I. Right. 
But then you look at your paycheck at the end of the week and then you factor in all the bullshit you got to deal with. It's like, is this paycheck really worth the bullshit I got to deal with here? But it's also the incentives that people put in that makes your paychecks that low too. Like people in California vote for all those things that take all your money away. The reason why people pay people's paychecks look like that, the reason why employers have to pay all that money out is because- No, 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 dude, this shit was Vote for that shit. Bro, I'm- this shit was I, like I sort of like social security and like welfare and shit like that. No, bro, I'm, I'm yeah. If you work in like part time at Amazon, your paycheck gonna be less than five hundred dollars a week. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like that's that's yeah. that's down bad. Like what the fuck? But if you're doing that? like the lowest paid positions, shit, that's kind of what you're supposed to be paid to. To be fair, and no, all, no. but 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 you wouldn't be paid that if people didn't put in all these excessive like taxes there. And mind you, we were doing part-time and some of the part-time hours, like four hours a day, blah, 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 all that. And you, you know, do overtime and shit, but still it's like, uh, no, no, I'm doing problems. A lot of that, the reason why you don't get as much money is because tax, look at your paycheck and see how much money you pay in tax. No, no, yeah, I, I, I know is, is that, but like, yeah, so the employer is paying you what they can. It's not like they're not paying you technically what the job is worth, but it's like, the money that you actually get that you deserve is being stolen in taxes. Like social security. I, I mean, I believe in paying in that. Well, med, medical is fine and shit like that, but also bills you got to pay. Look, for when I, when I say that, money. I mean, when I say that, I mean like this, you know, mm-hmm. as, as far as like the potential, you know, the potential risk of the mm-hmm. job, uh, conditions, for example, like bro, just to use the bathroom, they was, they was like fucking <laughs> police with that shit. You like, you have to, uh, only go to the bathroom at a specific time. Like, what the fuck? We in prison? Yeah, yeah. This Dude, I told you, I almost worked at Amazon before. It's when we went through orientation. The, the shit that lady was saying. Oh my god! They said like, hey, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Phone. You're I didn't. I didn't hate it. You know, it's not saying that it's hard work at there. It's not, but you know, it's just a place where you just get so drained and stuff. And it's like, damn, this place really drains you. Didn't they say, if, if you're like, cause I don't know if you were, I was going to be a picker where you, you put stuff in the fucking conveyor belt and it goes. Yeah. Didn't they say you couldn't even listen to music? Like what the fuck? You can't even listen to music. Yeah. They said you couldn't listen to music. You couldn't be on your phone. Not saying you not, not, not saying that I'm trying to justify being on your phone while working, but like, Let's say, you know, if you got a message and wanted to check real quick, you know, it's like, oh, you can't do that. I still did that shit anyways. I still listen to my music. I didn't give a fuck. You know, they, they you know, but still at the end of the day, um, hell, it, it's like even if you're working at like a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And you notice this with a lot of jobs. I've talked about this on our past streams and stuff a couple of days ago. Um You'll get you'll you'll be told something, and this happens at my job too. You'll be told something that you should be told by the proper channels, like for for example, your manager. Mm-hmm. And, and mind you, I work one shift. Somebody comes in, you know, day shift comes in, and yeah. they they'll tell me some shit like, "Oh, did you hear about this thing from management? What thing from management? I was here for eight hours. <laughs> Why has management not told our shift about this shit? Why am I finding out from day shift about this?" And mind you, it's not like it's something that happens every once in a while. That shit happens all the fucking time. And it's like, dude, I think for the most part, a lot of miscommunication with these companies has hurt this shit. Just yeah. like I said, the same day release, Jason Kalar, if one day without notifying anybody, making any calls or nothing, say, yeah, we're moving all this shit to streaming. Bro, yeah. I, I imagine, I, I understand why he did it. 
But then it's like, bro, at least have some damn respect. To Dude, call up even uh, 2022 or 2021, right when there was the option, I'm sorry, 2022 for yeah. Universal with Halloween Kills, right when there wasn't, there wasn't a need for day and date. They put Halloween Kills day and date. To yes, push they, Peacock. They, yes, like they, that's and that what that was that budget like fifteen million? Uh, yeah, like fifty. 50 it, it million, was less, I think, definitely less than, It was less than twenty. I guarantee they would have made over one hundred in the box office, and they decided to throw that to streaming. And mind, this was out of COVID. Still, like, was it? It was like near the telling. I'm pretty sure Halloween entered a thirty million dollar budget. I'm pretty sure. Because they're because they're probably factoring in. Well, it's a it's a slasher, so it, it it'll be easy. Yeah, I knew it was like it was thirty. It's Thirty-three million dollars. This was out of COVID, right? Halloween Kills, yeah, twenty twenty-two. Yeah. So and then, you dude, could. Yeah, I I hate to bring up the example, like I said with Prey, man. Like these these studios are taking all this stuff. Like for like streaming should only strictly be for like super low budget movies of like five million dollars on or well, a, a dollar. I feel like just streaming should just strictly be TV shows, honestly. That's what I feel. I, I think they need to stop just stop putting these big budget movies on there. And if you're gonna do it, I'd say just do the whole um you remember the yeah, Disney Plus route where they yeah. made you pay the thirty dollars like premiere access and shit. Mm-hmm. It it made over it made made a hundred and five point four million dollars at the box office, but a lot of that they, they could have made and, and Halloween ends ended up being the lowest grossing movie of the trilogy. They could have made way more money. They they they, they didn't put it day and date. Why are you putting a movie day and date in 2022 for your streaming service? Mm-hmm. It was already proven that if you just put the movies out first in theaters, then they go to the streaming service, they get more attention. It was already proven that way. But, yeah. you know, it is expected or that. what they can do, um, remember when the Batman came out and it was able to make the money it did in 45 days. Mm-hmm. And then HBO Max promoted it as if, like, you know, the exclusive, because it went straight to HBO Max first. It didn't go, mm-hmm. I don't think it went anywhere else, but they sent it straight to HBO Max force people to go watch it there that's the thing too if you're gonna send these movies to digital i think in general and you have a streaming service you can put it on send it straight there first and don't 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 let it be available on youtube yet for people to purchase uh amazon all these other places but if you are gonna do that make sure they purchase it but still i would say just do exclusives for the big like big ip stuff like the batman uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beast. If they wanted to send that straight to Paramount Plus after the the forty five day window, send it to Paramount Plus first, nowhere else. Which forces people to go to Paramount Plus. If they got to sign up, uh, if they're already subscribed, you're gonna get those clicks, engagement. You play mm-hmm. a couple commercials before it of your own stuff. Boom. It is expected that SAG. The Actors Union will go on strike Thursday morning after contracts talk concluded late Wednesday night without a resolution. This will effectively halt all scripted film and TV production, much of which had already been delayed due to the ongoing writer strike, which is in its third month. SAG has not gone on strike in over four decades, and the last time both unions were striking concurrently was in Four decades. Oh, yeah, the last one they did was in the 60s. That's fucking crazy. Iger said that while he respects the right of the unions to get as much as they possibly can in compensation for their people, they must be realistic about the business environment and what this business can deliver. Also, what's crazy about some of these businesses is a lot of these guys go to CinemaCon every single year 
and talk a big game about promoting like the theaters, but then they'll be the first person to take out the big blockbuster movies, which make a good majority of the, of the numbers of the box office, and just to promote their streaming service. You know? Yeah. If I can lie to these, they lie to these theater owners saying, yeah, we're, we're, we're for you guys. We're about to promote your shit. You know, we're, we're for the theaters, but then they'll take your movies out in like 30 days. Yeah. They got, they got too deep with the streaming stuff. Uh, I don't know why, because Bob Iger knows damn well. You, you know, you put a seventy million dollar movie on streaming. That yeah, that's low, but that's seventy million dollars still. You're not gonna make that back. At most, I guarantee they probably make. And mind, this has to be over time for them to make this money back. It's gonna take years on the streaming service for you. If you put a seventy million dollar movie on there for you to make back seventy million dollars, they did it with uh, Enchanted Two. Remember, Enchanted Two was worth about like seventy million. Yeah, they streaming. Why? Why did Enchanted Two not go to theaters? What I would say, in, I would say, in a year they're not going to make that back because with streaming services, you have people that you know watch off of someone else's service, or they're in and they're in and out with your yeah, service. It was disenchanted. I remember this. Yeah, budget. They didn't put it out. Then they put the budget out for Disenchanted. <laughs> they probably spent so much money on this. They didn't put out the number for it. I think I can find it if I really tried. Disenchanted. Oh, that budget. movie, Amy Adams and... Uh... Mm-hmm. It was a sequel to Enchanted. Oh, yeah, yeah. They definitely money in that. The first one wasn't. How, how, what was the budget for the first one? Let's see. Disenchanted if you, if budget. If we know the budget for the first one, we can gauge where the second one is at. Uh, Disenchanted. Jeez, what was the budget for Disenchanted? God, I can't find it right now. Let me see. All right, the but the budget for the first one. Let me check it right now. Budget for the first one: eighty-five million. Took in three hundred and forty million worldwide. Probably ninety to one hundred for the second. About there, maybe, maybe yeah, about a hundred. I would say. So if it's at a hundred million dollars for Disenchanted, and they put it on streaming. Oh my god. Yeah, dude, that's gonna take probably like I in a year, like let's say in a year on average, how much if you put a 70 million dollar movie on your stream service, how much what you gonna make back in a year? I'd say at most maybe two million, I guess. I don't know. It ain't it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be past 10 million. That's all I'm gonna say, because people are not consistent enough with these services. Like, yeah, we got 12 months in a year. What's crazy about Disenchanted, when you look at the numbers, they didn't announce this budget. You can't find it. Right. And and the thing is, you know, (laughs) we only pay one month. uh, We only pay once a month a year to these streaming services. For them to really get the money they want, we'd have to pay more and more monthly, which nobody's not going to do. I'm not going to do that. To really try and get to a point where they can uh, make, uh, make that budget back. Yeah, because with streaming services, people factor in these people report faulty numbers just to prop prop up their shit. If Disenchanted was a biggest success, as they keep saying it is, like you go online, it's a it's a big success. It's always big success. And report its numbers, then. Let's see, bro. Stuff like House of Dragon that was cooking. That hell of people talking about it. Everybody was on that shit. I was on it too. Everybody was talking about House of Dragon, man. That 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 show had uh, engagement. My Jack came off of a bad Game of Thrones season finale ending, but my goodness, yeah. the engagement with that show was crazy. 
Let's see. Iger That's continue. how you have to you have to keep you have to keep up stuff like that. You got to make some stuff feel exclusive. You got to make some stuff feel kind of rare, like people want to want it. Does that exclusivity help yeah. to an extent? That's why with like Spider Man PS4, you know, with Sony, um, mm-hmm. they had that only exclusive to PS4 for like four years. Then they finally released it on PC. Now Xbox players and more people can play it. That ex- exclusivity is over. But in the meantime, what they ended up doing for those four years was getting people to buy PlayStation consoles and the game. So you got $500 and then a $70 game. That's $570 plus the tax and stuff you got to pay. Brown, like maybe up to a little bit over $600. And, um, you know, that's money in their pocket. Iger continued, it will have a very, very damaging effect on the whole business. And unfortunately, there's huge collateral damage in the industry to people who are supportive services. And I could go on and on. It will affect the economy of different regions, even because of the sheer size of the business. It's a shame. It is really a shame. Iger comments come the day after it was announced that he will remain the CEO of Walt Disney through 2026 instead of stepping down at the end of next year as originally planned. In a shocking move, Iger returned as Disney CEO in November 2022, less than a year after his initial exit from a 15-year run at the helm. He took over for Bob Chapek with his intention being to look for a new successor. However, with Disney's numerous internal issues and the need to reinvent its linear TV model in the streaming age, it was expected within the industry that that Iger's contract would be extended. In 2022, Iger's total pay package was $15 million, though Chapek, who was paid $24.5 million, was at the helm for the majority of last year. After Iger took over again, it was revealed that he has the potential to earn up to $27 million in 2023, his first full year as returned CEO. Speaking of Disney's linear business, which includes broadcaster ABC as as cablers, Disney's channel, and FX, among others, Iger said that it may not be core to Disney. When Faber suggested the idea of a sale, Iger said that Iger said the company will be open-minded and objective about the future of those businesses. Yeah, what's the point of having all these businesses if no one really watches this shit? It's not even just more like that. What is I don't understand what's the point of Disney. I mean, I get it. Disney wants to be a monopoly on the market, but even having a lot of these other like linear TV networks, if a lot of a lot of that hinges on people watching that stuff. And a lot of that stuff starts tanking in cable, you don't uh, get no people watching to get no money. That's what I said on the stream yesterday. Quantity over quality, and you stop putting out so much shows and uh, with the uh, MCU shows, prime example, you know. You're putting now, it's not saying nobody's gonna watch these shows, not saying these shows are coming out back to back weekly. But remember with the Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier, like, Mm -hmm. well, Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision, they just released them back to back and they really didn't put no, um, like really spread them out to Mm -hmm. to make you like long for the next one. It was like, oh, here's the next one, here you go. It's like, okay, all right, let's jump right into it. And it is is and also it's weird because I think Disney, particularly, especially with their Marvel Studios division and the streaming content they put out, 
they don't know how to do TV shows. They they know how to do a movie. They've been doing movies for 11 years. We clearly see that TV is new to them. Mm-hmm. Like Lucas filmed with the Star Wars stuff. While I don't like, um, I haven't seen Andor, not going to watch it. I did like Mandalorian. Lucasfilm has experience with doing TV shows. Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars yeah. Rebels. Those are animated, but still TV shows and have experience with it. And they came and made The Mandalorian, which was a better structured TV show than all the MCU shows. It's not because the episode counts, just it has a TV structure. The MCU shows feel like a, a cut-up movie separated into like different parts. Like remember when Zack Snyder did the uh, chapters and shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like as if, you know, it was like some TV shit. It's like chapter one, blah, blah, blah. It's like, motherfucker, this is a whole-ass movie. Fuck these <laughs> parts and shit. But you, you, but you, you know, that that's what they, they feel like. And they don't, they don't have that. When you get to the last episode of every single MCU show, it, I'm not saying every show doesn't do this, but if you notice, they always get that shit where they wrap up everything. They wrap up everything in the finale. Like everything they built up over time and dropped and uh, didn't decide to continue in the show. They just randomly like wrap it all up somehow in the final mm-hmm. episode in some weird way. And it's not, it doesn't fit with what was built up. There clearly is content that they create that is core to Disney, but the distribution model, the business model that forms the underpinning of that business and that is delivering great profits over the years is definitely broken. And we have to call it like it is, Iger said. When I came back, one of the things I discovered was that the disruptive forces that have been preying on that business for a while are greater than I thought. It's eye-opening. There's a reality to it that we have to come to grips with, and we have to come to grips with it now. Iger also addressed presidential hopeful and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis attacks on Disney over the company's opposition to Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. The notion that Disney is in any way sexualizing our children, quite frankly, is preposterous and inaccurate. I would say that's a fucking lie. That is a that is a flat out lie. Go fuck yourself. In April 2022, DeSantis signed a bill eliminating Disney's special independent district district status in Walt Disney World. A few days later, Disney sued DeSantis for retaliating against the company's freedom of speech. Faber also asked Iger about the neo-Nazi dis- uh, demonstration that occurred outside of Walt Disney World in June. It was horrifying, quite frankly, and it's concerning to me that anyone would encourage a level of intolerance or even hate that frankly could even become dangerous action i just said so wait when the neo-nazi that was when did that happen in june wait this year or last year oh i think it was last year yeah i never heard of that it was a oh uh, desantis thought disney was trying to fuck with kids so he basically banned like most things disney related out of florida that man is insane Uh, but i love it we need people like that based uh based desantis you know Wait, what do you mean? Uh, basically, he didn't like that certain things Disney was doing regarding children potentially would, would harm kids. So he wanted Disney like, basically out. Like what, what content? Like the f- fact that grown men in dresses are, you know, selling or like basically you walk into Disney World and there's grown men in dresses kind of like in front of kids and shit. Things like that. 
I was like, I know that was one of them, but I, I don't know. That's not sexualizing kids, though. But that is, I, I would say that's kind of weird, you know? A grown man pretending to be a princess in front of a bunch of little girls. Like, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, it's not sexualizing, just a dude in a Like, if you, if they were talking about, like, them putting kids in, like, some Princess Leia armor and shit, okay, yeah, I understand. Also, remember, Disney also has that Pride merch shit that goes to their company, too. That's not not too big on those. Not really sexualizing. Let me see, because there, because there's another article I wanted to cover too. It was that Disney is for sale. I mean, I don't know what it, uh, content he tripped. Uh, is there? There's specific content that yeah, he just literally did not want around Florida anymore. They, then they were suing him because I mean that they are claiming. That I mean, that's what I'm trying to speech. think. Like, what content he's talking about? Where they like sexualized kids? Because I can't remember any. Like, because if he's talking about some shit like cuties type of shit. I haven't seen Disney put out nothing like that. I mean, shit, they put out they they put out a sex scene in Eternals. I mean, but this... wait, Eternals that yeah, was a good movie. What are you talking I'm... about? There was two fish having sex. I mean, are you, are you gonna watch the new Team and Team movie? I'm not. Oh. I mean, no. maybe if there's nothing coming out, I might as well at this point. Am I right? Nope. The animation doesn't look good. The animation looks absolutely horrid. The animation looks absolutely terrible. Let me see. Disney shifting to yard sale. Let's see. I think this is the same. Here we go. Found it. Found it. Okay. It's it's from Bloomberg. I should have known. All right. So apparently, things for Disney are for sale. (laughs) Maybe, potentially. So insiders, insiders are reporting. Jeez. Bob Iger shifts from building an empire to a Disney yard sale. Netflix just had its best month in years, and Disney is looking to sell its TV assets. What does this mean for the future of Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, I'd imagine Warner Brothers and Paramount will start selling off their TV assets too. But the thing is, who's going to start buying these these TV assets if no one's really watching TV like that anymore? They're just going to sell it for a huge exuberant price and then just walk away with the bag. Then the person who paid the exuberant price, I don't know how that person makes any money back. This feels like a, just a game of hot potato for a lot of these people. All right. So while we will get to the major Disney news in a minute, let's look ahead to a big week for Netflix and the entire entertainment business. The worldwide leader in streaming TV will, will report second quarter financial results on July 19th. And expectations are high. Shares of Netflix are up more than 90% since the market bottomed out in October. And the company is the 11th best stock in the S&P index since then. Investors and analysts are optimistic about the company's advertising business and its crackdown on password sharing. New data from Antenna underscore Y. Yeah, yeah. So apparently Netflix's password sharing crackdown has been one of the most beneficial things to their company. You know, I remember one of their uh, people in their company, when they did an interview, talked about how much money they were losing on password sharing over the many years. And the fact that they finally have a handle on that now and they're making all this money back is actually very good. Because if they had kept doing what their business model was, basically just giving out free content to a lot of people, they were they were going to go under. No, no way you could survive that. June was Netflix's best quarter 
of domestic growth in years. About 3.5 million people signed up for Netflix in the U.S. last month, an increase of more than 100% over its recent averages. Netflix accounted for one quarter of all new domestic streaming signups last month, at least among the services measured by Atena. This doesn't mean Netflix added 3.5 million customers in the U.S. That would be shocking. Those are gross additions. Lots of people also canceled their Netflix accounts, but people are signing up a lot faster than they are canceling. This is good news for a company that hasn't added customers at home in two years. Netflix has cautioned that the password crackdown won't boost its customer base until the second half of this year, but the data suggests that it has already prompted millions of people to start paying. Yeah, if you want to see Netflix content, you're going to start paying up. Uh, as a reminder, Netflix co-CEO Ted... Hey, don't nobody want to pay except $4.99 for... Hey, Apple. man, the numbers don't lie. Just saying. So nobody numbers... want to pay no $4.99. Anybody willing to pay that shit, you are insane. That's as, a, as a reminder, Netflix co-CEO Ted Sarandos is one of the several is one of several Mongols and cele- and celebrities speaking at the inaugural screen time conference in the fall. Uh, I don't know what the f- I don't know why they chose to put that there. I'm going to buy a ticket and go fuck my wife, maybe. I don't fucking know. Bob Iger shifts from building an empire to a Disney yard sale. Bob Iger built Disney into the world's most powerful entertainment company by acquiring Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm. Now he's looking to downsize. Iger put roughly a third of the company up for sale this week, declaring TV, declaring Disney's linear TV assets non-core. That includes TV networks, ABC, FX, and Freeform. He also said Disney is looking for a strategic partner for ESPN, though he's not willing to sell the whole thing, and the company is already looking to sell or restructure its TV and streaming business in India. So yeah, FX, ABC are for sale. I mean, Disney has ran ABC for years, so I don't know who's going to end up buying ABC. It's a stunning, if inevitable, turn of events for an executive who spent so much of his career working in TV and for a company that relied on cable networks for the majority of its profit. Before the pandemic, Disney's media networks generated 35% or $24.8 billion of company revenue and more than 50% or $7.5 billion of its operating income. Yet the accelerating decline of cable TV has limited Iger's options. He thought he'd solve this problem with Disney Plus and Hulu, his two mass market streaming services. But his streaming business is expected to register a loss of about $800 million in the company's just-ended third quarter. Management chased streaming subscribers at unsustainably low prices to goose the launch of Disney Plus in 2019 and is now seeking to raise prices without alienating customers. Disney Plus lost 4 million subscribers last quarter. Iger put up a for sale sign during an interview with CNBC in Sun Valley, Idaho, home to an annual summit of the media and tech elite organized by the investment bank Allen & Co. The conference has long served as an incubator for some of the media industry's most high-profile deals and a source of endless photos of executives walking in Patagonia vests. It's not clear yet how serious Iger is about selling entire TV networks. ABC, for example, is key 
to retaining NBA rights. Yeah, the NBA is tied to ABC and also YouTube as well. FX has been a key supplier of programming of Hulu, which Iger plans to keep and fold into Disney+. Plus. Yet Iger, yet Iger see NBC interview was unmistakably a distress signal. Disney is contractually, contractually obligated to buy Comcast Corp's one-third stake in Hulu in a deal that would value the business at at least $27.5 billion. It's also wrestling with the colossal debt pile stemming from its $71.3 billion acquisition of 20th Century Fox in 2019. A sale of the TV business could fetch around $8 billion, according to Wells Fargo analyst Steve Cahal, which would largely offset the cost of acquiring the piece of Hulu it doesn't yet own. Most of the potential suitors for linear TV networks are financial entities like private equity firms that would milk them for cash as they decline in obscure into obscurity. The list of its interested parties in ESPN is no longer is longer and could include tech giants like Apple as well as sports companies like Fanatics. The streaming side of the sports giant ESPN Plus remains more of a niche business, but Disney continues to signal it will offer all of ESPN outside of the cable bundle in the near future. Oh, yeah, and there's also yeah, the rumor. Can probably afford it. There's also rumors of you know Apple buying Disney. If Apple bought Disney, I would not be surprised right now, just given the state yeah, of the company. company. Uh, right? The yeah. Phone company. They got a big music service. Rumors have long swirled that Iger will end up selling all of Disney to Apple. But it's still hard to imagine Iger selling Disney to anyone. He was always a builder, not a seller. But the builder is doing a lot more cutting this time around. Man, this this industry is going down the toilet. That Zay, that David Zazab rubbing off on him in the wrong ways. But you know, <laughs> hey, it is what it is. I don't care about Disney like that. <clears throat> Hopefully, they don't uh, you know cancel stuff like. Zazav did halfway into its production. Oh yeah, yeah. Holy crap. All right, Alpha Five. Oh god, this is it's crazy. Guys, the uh Lord. What's wrong with Twitter, man? Every time I try to send a message, it keeps failing halfway and then I gotta reset it. Well, it's just odd that you know Twitter all today I got locked out of my account for like 10 hours because I threatened to knock someone out. So I won't be on Twitter. And you wonder why they are trying to take your account away. I'm not all shocked did, at all. All and I then, did then was gonna say, say what, why did they ban me? What did I do? <laughs> all, I, all I said was, I was going to find you and knock you out. That's all I said. Is that? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually a, a threat that you can possibly go to jail for. <laughs> Oh god, and uh, it wasn't hate speech, it wasn't free speech. They called this violent speech. <laughs> they called this shit violent speech. That's effing insane. Holy that shit crap. Is We're gonna beat up somebody. What the fuck? <laughs> oh god. You, you, didn't, you didn't threaten them with a hug, you threatened them with fucking violence. I wanna uh. punch you in the face. I wanna, uh. I, wanna uh, I wanna bash your eyeballs in. That's what you uh, did. Uh, jeez. Oh, God. The, the violent speech. I never thought I would live in a day where it's called violent speech. 
That is that shit is. If you if you go up to a, for the fucking president and say, "Hey, president, I'm gonna shove this dildo up your ass uh, painfully," you going to jail. That's a threat. <laughs> what do you sued. mean? It's not that bad. All, that all, I'm, doing bad. Is, all I'm doing Unless is. You're... I, I'm just telling you what I'm going to do. That's why wait, when you when you write, this is the thing I noticed because you do it horribly. If you look, you need to come up with some better jokes. You got to write that shit clever. You can say you're going to beat somebody up, but then you got to do some stuff like winky emoji. Like, oh, I, I'm going to beat you up. Wink, wink. <laughs> like, I'm not really going to beat you up, but I would totally beat your ass. Wink, wink. <laughs> you be writing straight up. I'm going to fucking beat your ass. With like no fucking context, like what the hell? I know where it's just so random. Mm. And then you then you you get locked out. Like why they lock me out? You know why they locked you out? Don't play the victim. I, I have to play the victim. Everyone else gets to do it. Why 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 can't I get to play the victim for a little bit? You know, uh, you don't deserve to get to play that role. Uh, oh, apparently they all Netflix spent over thirty million on developing costs for their Masters of the Universe movie before canceling it. Yeah, that He Man movie yeah, was in production for many years. I guess it's canceled now. That's why they messed up. They should have did that with Thundercats. Ain't no, ain't nobody watching He Man. I love just like, just like nobody dude. care about no GI Joe for this Transformers stuff. Yeah, that was so that was so wild. Of all the of all the Hasbro IPs they picked. To connect with Transformers with, they pick uh, GI Joe and not Power Rangers. <laughs> you pick GI Joe, but not Power Rangers. I'm not gonna lie; I always thought GI Joe was pretty overrated. I never it really is. cared for it all that much. Like, bro, how, how do you just put GI Joe and you got Power Rangers? Hell, it would have been better off putting mixing My Little Pony and Power Rangers and uh, uh, not My Little Pony and Transformers. If they gonna do something, at least that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, little ponies flying around in live action, helping Transformers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was so surprised they're gonna be tying in GI Joe to Transformers. So apparently, in Rise of the Beast. This organization, I mean, they have combined yeah. comics before, but even then, well, it's so weird because in the movie, like apparently they existed, but they didn't help when the world was about to be destroyed. That's so weird. And also, there's a Sector Seven. And I thought at the end it was going to be Sector Seven because in Bumblebee movie there was a they rebooted Sector Seven again. Mm-hmm. So I guess Sector Seven is just nothing again. Or I guess it is retcon to be the G.I. Joes now. Oh, you know what people have told me about the whole Tom Holland Zendaya thing? It's that um <laughs> Oh yeah, we know you like you know, they're just know acting like Tom Holland getting your uh, his back his they the thing is that they're just acting. They are they, they yeah, yeah. Zendaya's just acting getting Double dipped in by yeah, two white they guys. They're totally taking her clothes off and getting effed on set. They're totally not humping. Tom Holland definitely got penetrated live on set in front of everybody. <laughs> oh god, you think you, you, you think like his eyes roll back or some shit like that? You know, it was a bunch of people that was like, "He's not my." You know, I don't. I do not like Tom Holland's writer. It was like there's yeah. some people like. 
he's not my Spider-Man no more. Like seriously, like I thought, like I thought he was just joking. Mm-hmm. Like he's not my son. Okay, it's just, I I can get if he's joking. There's some people legitimately serious. I'm like, bro, he fucking acted. <laughs> Gonna die over this shit. Fucking um um. Uh, let me try it. shit. Who's the guy that was in The Shining? Who played the Who played the 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 dad that went crazy? Fucking hell! Um, the dad. Shining. Oh, I forget the name. Jeez. Well, let me think of a better example. Uh, the guy who played Quicksilver. He, oh, remember, he the original, Dominic, the Fox one. Oh, yeah. um, and, and he played Jeffrey Dahmer in Netflix TV show. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah, like just because the guy, uh, just because the guy plays a character that kills a. He's a real, but played a character that kills a bunch of people doesn't change the fact that he's acting. Now, if he's really out there stabbing people, then that's a different story. But he's not. He's just acting. That's their job. Is they act. And even if he was actually gay, I wouldn't care anyways. Just make sure you a fucking good actor. Hell, uh, who's that actor? He played Dracula and Dracula and Toad. He's a really good actor. He's homosexual. Um, it's not Evan Peters. You guy with the black hair. Wasn't it Evan Peters who played? I think Evan Peters. Jeffrey Dahmer? Of- yeah, Evan Peters is the guy who played Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, Evan Peters. It was an awesome Quicksilver. Way better Quicksilver than what the MCU gave us in Age of Ultron. Holy fuck, that guy was awesome. They both trash. What do you well, mean? He started being trash in X-Men Apocalypse. When, uh, remember when Apocalypse kicked his leg and <laughs> broke it? <laughs> He that was hurt. Punched, he was no. He was punching apocalypse, and then apocalypse like froze in the middle of the mm-hmm. air, and he turned his eyeball. <laughs> and he super used super speed just to kick. Oh, <laughs> and then in uh days of not days of future past, um, Dark Phoenix, he was like running on boards and stuff, and when Jean got the Dark Phoenix abilities. I guess she got super. I guess she got the ability to see his super speed, like see him using it. And he was running on some boards, and then she made him slip. <laughs> uh, Speedster slipping over stuff is just funny. Oh, and then also, oh, made bad about his character, X Men Apocalypse. Remember when he was trying to tell Magneto, like, you're my dad? And then he, I was like, dude, just tell, tell him you're, you, he's your dad. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I was, I was weird. <laughs> I, I was just so stupid how he was just so stupid. He was trying to say it. Like, he found yeah. out he was trying to say it. And then he's just like, oh, I'm not going to say it. Like, why? Why not? God. I like your trashes, writers. Strike. Let me see if this fits in the title. If this doesn't, I'm going to be mad. I'm actually shocked David's as I've been pretty quiet. David Zaslav, because what else is he gonna? Say? I mean, like, he's what else is he gonna say though? That's the thing. I mean, I figured he'd be saying the same shit I've I've I saying to these writers, like y'all motherfuckers better deal with it. This, this my business. Like they they are. I mean, these people are serious now. They're talking about these people. They don't care if you lose your fucking house. Or I mean, yeah, they're all in car. they're all in unison on it. But I yeah. figured Zaslav would have been talking like the most mess about it. Just with the way he'd been kind of cutthroat with the other stuff and the stuff he's canceling, you know, it's kind of like, I, but I guess he's being silent. Huh. 
Oh, the first poster for Invincible Season 2 is out. Oh, the first post? Yeah, Invincible Season 2 <laughs> should be dropping. It's dropping this year. I can't wait for that. I've, I've Man, the first season was so fucking good. I can't wait for Season 2. They just dropped some bullshit for a... Uh, did, did you see that trailer for the Invincible game? Yeah, yeah it was that mobile game. Yeah, that shit fucking pissed me off. Dope-looking trailer they come to fire. Oh, it's a mobile game. <laughs> mobile gaming is big. Oh, right? shit. This is Venom and uh, the Spider-Man 2 game. Fuck. All right, so this was some of the more recent updates to a lot of this stuff here. So let's see. Cal Penn says the idea that these big media companies who are making a lot of money, even as our business changes, are not willing to increase pay by more than 5% when inflation and everything should account for 11% isn't tenable. But I haven't seen that guy in years. Well, well, this is what I keep mentioning is these people vote for that stuff. Everyone kept saying, do not vote to move up things like minimum wage because inflation would go up massively. But they're like, oh, we're going to increase minimum wage. That's what happens. This is the result. I mean, of, it's a big result of that. They I mean, something got to give in a lot of people's states. I mean. Dude, it got to get to a point where, like, either housing is going to cost less or you get paid more to, like, not saying, not saying it, we got everyone, because every, every, it's a lot of people, everybody's not going to get paid to the point where we can all live comfortably. But, yeah. like, bro, it is at the point where you need to work probably two or three jobs just to fucking live. Like, getting three. Mind you, we're, we're going back to the days where we are living, like, our fucking parents and grandparents from the 50s and the 60s. Those, those, those people growing up, they had to work three jobs and stuff. Mind you, hey, mm-hmm. that's a different time. It's a different place. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was much cheaper back then, but even then, they was working two to three jobs. And look at stuff costs way more now. You know, well, it costs so much to the point where TV shows and movies are not filmed here as much anymore. And, and if they do, they're, they only film like one scene. There's a reason why movies and TV shows are mostly filmed in Atlanta, Vancouver, you know, like New Zealand, Canada, places like that, because the tax credits are just so much lower. Like, there's no point in filming in California for a movie if you're trying to get one done, you know? They've effectively tried to get away from that because California is just so st- – just ridiculous with taxes. That's what sucks about this fucking state. All their fucking tax incentives are so fucking stupid. Uh, DBZ, uh, DB Woodside highlights how many TV shows are not filmed in LA where they live. So actors get a relocation fee of four, four to eight K for an entire show's run over multiple seasons. This means many actors must pay housing costs in LA as well as housing and other costs in, in another city. It's ridiculous. This is industry is so goddamn terrible. There's another one here. Rachel McAdams says, I'm out on the picket line to support the unions. I think what they're asking for is totally within reason. Nothing is overreaching. Okay. Uh this is another picture from the Marvels. I mean, I, I mean, is anyone really high for the Marvels? I mean, I, I could give two shits and a popsicle. John Ortiz, apparently he had something to say about 
the whole writer strike. I mean, insurance is something that you guys all vote for to have it the way it is, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever, honestly. What was this? Well, uh, one of the first uh, big, uh, big um, wake-up moments for me was seeing not one or two, but many of my talented actor and writer friends um, being sick and having to do self-care. And then I'd ask them, why aren't they going to the doctor? And they would say, I don't have insurance. And, um, and you know, they were working, you know, um, but, but they weren't um, making that threshold. And, it's, and, and, and to be able to make that threshold of $26,000 a year is, is not as easy as it sounds to many, you know? Yeah, yeah. So for a certain, because I had to, well, I had Medi-Cal or Medicaid or whatever, but to get the, you know, that covered blue California insurance, that, that's the, the big one that's on the ads right now for California, yeah. like covered blue, whatever, you have to make a certain amount to even qualify for that. Whoops, dude, that's. Insurance is such a fucking scam. <clears throat> that's also the thing with companies. the health in our country too, bro. I'm not saying these be exactly free, but. Shit, people paying. There should all be a set stuff. system where you know it, the whole, that whole system needs to be upended, slaughtered, shit. and reformed. People paying all, all this money man. and stuff to get health services, and shit. Most of stuff we paying to help, pay, you know, keep us in good health, and keeping us in good health. And they're asking us pay this, pay monthly bills for it, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then even when you have insurance, they want you to pay like five hundred bucks to keep it. Even though you don't even get sick that much, it's oh fucking oh I hate it so goddamn much. Five hundred dollars for shit service like that. Then if you pay this fucking um, insurance company a lot of shit for your health insurance, there are certain doctors that only take certain things you're, you're able you, you might even have problems with. Like oh it's just oh it's so bad oh I hate it so much. And then don't uh, they like pop your because <clears throat> happens to my dad a lot. They're like, well, you got to go see a doctor. You got to go see this this radiology radiologist in Sacramento, or you need to. That go person see- might not even take your insurance, you know. Right. That person might not even take that company, and it's just, it's just, ugh, I, I can't stand it. It's so freaking stupid. <clears throat> I can understand them wanting like health insurance. That's perfectly fine. Like health insurance is like benefits like dental and the regular one that people would need. Like just what if you go on to get sick and get some. If you want to get sick or get some over the over the counter prescriptions, that stuff's fine. Like I I, I agree that you have at least health benefits. Like, uh, but people need to understand the industry's been so upended right now. I mean, right now is a per time. If you want to kind of catch up on content, you could go watch anime. Uh, I'm gonna be diving into more comic books to read. Actually, you know, Planet of the Apes books. Oh, you love to see it, uh, right? Nobody uh, read no damn Planet of the Apes books. What do you mean? Planet I will be Apes. checking out the movies. Planet of the Apes is quality cinema, everybody. Just it saying is. that right I'm now. Not saying it isn't, but we're going to be checking out the movies. No, books too. The movies, like normal people. Oh, normal you know, people. If, if something's made as like a, a movie franchise first, I rarely check out the books. Now, if it's made as a book franchise first, I will check out the books more. <clears throat> oh, goodness gracious. It's this is freaking insane. Like Barbie's coming out, Oppenheimer came out, Mission Impossible Seven came out, Blue Beetle. Barbie um, shit day one, bro. 
You're going to watch Barbie over Mission Impossible 7. That's freaking insane. And I'll watch Oppenheimer over fucking Mission Impossible. <laughs> I'm watching it's Barbie trolling. and Oppenheimer before I watch Mission Impossible. <laughs> You're trolling so hard. Oh, my God. I'm not trolling. I'll watch Barbie and Oppenheimer over Mid-Impossible. Mid-Possible. You know- We've also talked about this too. The box office really has not recovered from the pandemic. Like I remember, like before the pandemic, your average movie would hit like four hundred million dollars, or at least three hundred million dollars. Your average film, yeah. So now, yeah. people keep on bringing up stuff like Avatar too, which is like a rare case. That's a the first movie. The world, that yeah. first movie. Okay, it makes sense why people show up. That first movie was a phenomenon. Now I didn't think a lot of people were going to show up as much as they did, but. That first move was a phenomenon. Why wouldn't people show up to the next phenomenon that is coming out years later now? Mm-hmm. And then you look at No Way Home. It makes sense why people wouldn't go see No Way Home. You bring back Toby and Andrew in the movie. Yeah, people would go see that shit. And then you you put out another Transformers movie. Like you expect people to just run to it like all willy-nilly. Like, you know, it it <clears throat> it's not say that some like Rise of the Beast couldn't do better. I wish it did. Yeah, I wish yeah. it could have, but then, you know, overcrowded month, um, and already the theaters created, not theater, the studios created an incentive. Uh, well, if you wait forty five days, are we gonna put it on streaming? And that's the thing too. <clears throat> that's over a month, mind you. These people, and that'd be so weird. Like people. Like, I feel like people are in a hate-watching phase now because, like, okay, if you don't want to watch it the first month, okay, fine. But then you're willing to wait, like, a whole month to, like, eagerly watch this? Like, oh, wait until streamers just watch it, like... Well, no, that that's what the studio did, though. The studio... No, 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 I'm just looking at the mentality because, like, okay, when people usually say that, they're saying that because, like, do they're they... They're saying that because there's no... No, but you have to look at it from the studio point of view. No, no, no. I'm talking about from like the audience, like the audience. The when the audience created that mentality, though, the studio created the mentality. No, I agree. No, I agree. I'm just saying they're they, they're they're recording. Put their what's the best way of saying this? They basically made it so they don't value the theater experience and they value their streaming service numbers going up. So that means you should also not value that theater experience as well. It's just don't, since you don't value the th- the theater experience. And the numbers would inherently go down. Once they gave yeah. everyone that option, no one cares anymore. I'm not just say, "Oh, wait," totally, you know. I totally agree. What I'm saying is, when people say that, like when you hear someone say, "I'll wait until streaming," what is when you when you hear someone say that? What do yeah. you think? Like, what do you think? They're waiting either <laughs> for word of mouth because I think if good word of mouth comes for a movie, because movies always have survived on word of mouth. If good word of mouth exists. For the movie at that moment in time, they'll go watch it. But if there's no, that, that, but that's also interest too. If there, if someone always goes, it constantly going. I want to wait till streaming. On streaming, either because maybe they're they're too busy. See, that's the thing. Movies, I never use no word of mouth. I understand if nobody's seen the trailers, but like if you mm-hmm. all based off trailers, should be really be the only thing that really tells you if you should go watch a movie or not. Like if you don't like the trailers, you might as well not go see the movie. Like, oh, yeah, because yeah, even there's been a lot of people told me, yeah, man, you should go actually check it out. It's not that bad. And it's like, I never, I, yeah, it's either I was set to watch it or I'm not going to watch it. It's no like 
someone talking me into it. It's in this just for theaters. Now, if it's movies that's already out that been out for a while, like old movies, like yeah, man, you should definitely check out Enter the Dragon. Okay, I might check it out. I'm gonna go check it out. I need to go to a theater just to watch Enter the Dragon. But now when I when I hear people just say I'll wait until streaming, it's clear they have no interest at all to watch the movie or care about the movie to go see it. In that point, y'all, you're gonna wait a month to like watch it. At that point, you might as well not watch it. Because you really don't care to want to see it. I'm just saying. I think, I think it really just depends on the person. I mean, some people just wait because they maybe can't just get to it at that time frame, which is fine. Fucking lie. That's a whole month. Yeah. Ain't nobody but, that busy. <laughs> unless they're in fucking prison or something. I'll just say for me, I always made made time. If I really wanted to watch a movie, if I couldn't watch it opening weekend, I always made it so I watched it the next week. For sure I got it in. You know? Hey, the, the only excuse you have for not watching a, a movie in theaters is that you're in prison. That's the only excuse you have, or you're dead. Either you're <laughs> dead or you're in prison. It's the only excuse. I mean, if you're dead or you're, or prison, you're, or you're disabled, or, or you're disabled, and you have to like stay at home at all times. Only three uh, excuses. Everyone, yeah, waiting. yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying people have to go to the theaters if they don't want you. I'm saying. It just kind of throws you out sometimes when people say, I'll wait until streaming. That's, that's an interesting. And I'm, I mean, the studios did create that mentality, but it just, just goes to show you how, how much people are actually, or like the common person. Because most, it's mostly a common person saying that. <laughs> it's mostly a common person being like, just not interested. Now, what, I was curious, what caused that disinterest, though? Like, I'm, okay. I'm always curious about Let, let's, you know? let's say you Let's say you saw the Batman trailers, right? Okay, you saw the Batman trailers, you saw all of them. Yeah. And then when the first day the movie comes out on theater, well, you say before it even comes out, I'm waiting until streaming. What does that sound like? It sounds like you're not that interested at all from jump. Yeah. Now, mind you, from jump, most of the people, like, for example, Snyder Sands, they decided they're not going to go support these DC movies day one. They made it clear day one. Even before the trailers, that this is what they're dead set on doing, <laughs> and then they're gonna watch whatever for free. And then you know it's like, and then in the same breath, people utter, "Oh, I care about this thing. I like this." Blah blah blah. And it's like, do you really, really care? Like, I don't really like Transformers. I still want to go watch that bullshit in theaters. I just I'm waiting until streaming to watch Transformers because that means I'm really not engaged into it. And I would wonder why am I even going to watch it a month later? I'm a, I'm gonna send you this video that I just saw on YouTube right now. My recommended feed. I don't know why they keep recommending this shit. The Snyder Cut changed my life. Zach Sanders Justice, like you want to watch this right, right now? This came out two nah, years ago. Please. Send me some Snyder Cut hate videos. No, no, we need to watch how it changed his life. We need to. I need to. We need to see this. I want to hear this color of a cope. Did it? Did it help him lose his virginity? Uh, probably not. Uh, he had three thousand comments. Three thousand comments. Three thousand three hundred and seventy-six comments. Jesus effing Christ! How hype culture and nostalgia are hurting the MCU? Huh? Might be an interesting video to look look, look at soon. Maybe oh yeah, that too. Know. That uh, this whole meme shit is uh is is also. Oh, I think social media has hurt a lot of these movies too. Like. I've never understood taking a picture out of context 
and posting it on Twitter being like, hey, this is why an entire movie's bad. It's like, I've never understood that. An entire random shot of a character doing a facial expression means the movie's bad. And then, pe- and then people take that shit as gospel, like the whole movie. Look, there are some bad scenes in movies. I will not take that away. There is bad scenes in movies. But to like go off of one picture, like, oh, I'm not going to watch the movie because of this. Mm-hmm. Mind you, be like some, you know, some shit that just look whack, but it's like, bro, you only see like one frame of the movie. <laughs> uh, like, oh, people keep saying things like, oh, these certain videos about BVS ruined everyone's perception on BVS. It's like, no. Nope. Like, it no. More, it was more than just YouTube videos. It's like, no one's... I, I, I A lot of people think, do consume YouTube, but... Uh, uh, here's what I think. Uh, unless you're someone like a random person like Tucker Carlson, then your opinion really don't be meaning shit. You have to be an actual big name person for your opinion to mean that yeah, much. I mean, a lot of YouTubers' opinions do. Dude, people. They, they, do you really think the comments on Variety <laughs> Hour, dude? I like his stuff too, but like, do you think his opinion really affected a lot of people's opinion on BVS? Everybody. Well, well, if it if if it wasn't, I if he just let's say if he was just the one person who didn't like BVS on YouTube and everybody else loved it. Then no, but since he was part of the train of people like Angry Joe, I remember his review. I remember Nostalgia Critics' review of Man of Steel and BVS. I remember that video him and Angry Joe did together. I remember that one. I like that one. It was uh, really good. Uh, and then you just had other channels that was like, you know, just like dragging the shit out of BVS. That stuff did affect it, but then you also have to factor in even the general audience was disconnected with it too, which people act like didn't happen. There's still people to this day that don't think BBS is all that. And there's there's people to this day trying to say BBS no, I, is I, I'm just saying, I don't know, because people keep saying the same thing about BBS and Tom Holland Spider-Man. It's like, did that really have that much of an impact or did people just not like those portrayals of those characters? You know, well, Tom Holland Spider-Man, bro. This is the thing. I live in a minority where Tom Holland Spider-Man is uh is 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 loved, and I'm in the minority where I think he's whack. But the thing is, I can drop like 10 videos a, a day if I want to about Tom Holland trash. Well, my effect is not gonna have much reach if I'm the only one dying on this hill <laughs> to bash Tom Holland uh Spider-Man. You know what? I was gonna say that's why the that's why the BVS like train of uh of uh dislike was there was because so many people was like against it for next week's show that that we're gonna do on like tuesday or wednesday we're gonna go over this video that v infuso did about bvs you probably already watched it but it'd be nice to just do a commentary video over it because like i don't know i I don't think people's opinions were that sweet over bvs i think they saw it and just didn't like it and i think people went to youtube to see if other people agree with their their sentiments about it came out that a lot of people did agree with them, and that's just what it formed like. <laughs> they, 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 it was a lot of people like, man, man I like BBS Candy YouTube, like, man, BBS crap. What the fuck? So, he saw all the videos like, BBS is the worst superior movie ever made. It's like, what? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, be, hey, look, hey, I, dude, you know, for Transformers Rise of the Beast, I just I typed in Transformers Rise of the Beast sucks in YouTube search. Man, all them beautiful videos just dragged Transformers Rise of the Beast. <laughs> My goodness. I was like, I'm in heaven. I don't want to watch any positive reviews. This show be negative. Negativity. Yeah, I, I, I just typed up in YouTube search bar BVS sucks. And just <laughs> got so many thousands of videos saying how it's bad. 
Those uh, be the best videos, though. There's a guy who did like a Zack Snyder Justice sex video. It has over a million. The white guy. No, no, you, you gotta send me that one. I I know who you're talking about. I forgot his name. He did a video covering Man of Steel. I want I wanted to do a commentary video over it when I get my YouTube content going as much as I used to do. I wanted to do a commentary video over it. Uh, it was. I forgot his name. Good lord. Yeah, this. Uh, share my screen. I, I'm not gonna play the whole video, but just so you can see his face. Well, I, his I, I totally, saying. literally forgot his face. That's oh man. That I got his channel. Is, man, that's that's kind of the kind of content I dream of making. It's yeah, this shit was so good. He's a white guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is the guy. Check that link. I think this is him. This 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 one I remember has like a million views. He touched upon the whole. He touched upon all the criticisms of it very well. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's this guy. No, this guy's good too. Those, those, no, this guy's good too. It was another all these white guy. Look the same, bro. It was the guy know. talking about the the Man of Steel destruction. Why he thinks uh, Zack Snyder didn't get. Superman because of how uh, wait how, is it a is, is it a bald he does he do no Elvis is awesome too I like Elvis but it was wait, a bald wait, wait, white wait, wait, guy <clears throat> is a I think I know what I'm talking about oh my god I haven't seen Elvis's videos in forever what's the last video he put out Zoolander uh mm. put out shit about yeah, it was the guy who was talking about. Let me see. Um, think Batman versus no Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. I'm pretty sure I could find his channel. Probably had a popular video talking about it. I'm gonna get trailer clips and everything. Uh, it wasn't channel awesome. It was a guy who was. You put it all on your Twitter page. It was a guy talking about how Zack Snyder didn't understand Superman and how he didn't understand like. The way Superman's destruction was not the way Superman yeah, would handle that kind of situation. I forgot what that video was. I I I, I, think I forgot I his name. Holy frick! Let me see if if it's on my watch list. Did he did a video about Watchmen? I'm pretty sure he did a video about Watchmen. Did he not? I think it's in my watch later. Let me see. Uh, Man of Steel. Now I know who you're talking about, but man, I forgot that fool. I forgot his freaking name. Girl watches super. What the heck? Man of Steel. How to build the great? No, I'm not watching that. It's trash. Um. Shoot. What was that guy's video? What that that guy's video was so well put together for like that Man of Steel part he did, or just on Man of Steel in general. But I can't figure out his name. It's a problem with watching too many YouTubers is, you know, huh, you'll start forgetting fucking people's names and shit. All right, everyone. Uh, we're we're going to cut it here. Uh, next week for this type of show, we are going to be going over uh, a lot of the, or a, a probably like, like a few uh, BVS videos and shit. Uh, we'll probably end up going over, um, you know, a lot of the other videos that I want to start, uh, start going over. Uh, as you guys already know, uh, I put out the new channel rebrand video on the main YouTube channel, and I'm gonna start putting out 
uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Market Watch content that I, you know, have been doing for a very, very long time. I'll be recording new Yu-Gi-Oh! Market Watches very soon. I just updated Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel on my computer, so I'll be able to, uh, you know, start doing Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel content once again for you guys. Uh, they added in Trap Tricks, so I'm really keen on wanting to build uh, Trap Tricks actually on Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. So now we can play Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel as well as playing League of Legends now. You know, so I'm really happy about that. Really happy to be creating uh, more content once again for you guys. And yeah, currently right now, the writer's strike is ongoing. Hollywood has effectively shut down for a bit. So we're going to have to see how the landscape changes. In the meantime, for the landscape changing as much as it is, I think it's imperative to realize that <sighs> you could, there's options here. You could read modern day comic books, which I wouldn't recommend, honestly, because a lot of it's pretty bad. Or you could go back to the time period before reading modern day comic books. That's why you tell me not read it. Aren't you reading the new issues of DC and stuff? Yeah, well, I'm not, I don't need I'm gonna need some entertainment while this shit is going on. So wow. you could read comic books, you could read manga, you could watch anime, you could also read comic books that you didn't see a big events that have that movies have been influenced by. So maybe if you didn't read Secret Invasion. You know, now read the real secret invasion actually you know maybe those batman stories that you always wanted to read you can do that now there's i'm gonna be honest here there's so much content we've gotten over the years to the point where guys you you've not covered as much as you think you have there's random movies you've probably seen at walmart that you've probably wanted to watch that you've never had a chance to watch now you have a chance to so many things you can do right now honestly there's really so many things you can do right now and catch up on all you want to right now that's what i'm gonna do uh probably get a bunch of books and maybe read them uh there's a batman book i wanted to read actually oh batman fail safe actually let me see if this is a hardcover to it and like hey may, maybe me and kato maybe start doing some book reviews you know i love me i love me uh some comic books reviews love to be breaking down these stories for you guys actually uh free delivery on a new book i like my new books i mean i i, I buy used books too i i do but you know some some books i'm gonna need some you know some so you buy used books with cum stains in it they don't have cum stains it's a look what the books you those books are usually perfectly fine there's the only thing that's really not in them is the is the special codes or whatever batman beyond the white uh, Knight. The power girl comic that's used you better not buy that shit yeah, that that is a that, I'm not trying to do that right now, actually. So I'm gonna put in my cart. There was the Flash by Jeff Johns. It was this book came back out in like 2000, I think. Sounds something like that. The Flash by Jeff Johns. Uh, let, let me try one of the paperbacks here. Uh, free delivery now because there's no point in getting a used one when I could get a, a new one with free delivery attached to it. Cost the same. So yeah, I'll I'll just be brushing up on on characters, you know, more more and more. So I'm gonna be doing, um, you know, I have plenty of content I, I I can do myself. Plus, since the new main channel is gonna be primarily, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh's the main focus of content with like movie reviews and all those stuff we're doing, I'm gonna have constant stream of content coming out anyway, and I'll have something to always post videos about. Like, cause that's what happens when this writer strike thing happens is I, I never wanted to be in a position where I can't do anything based on the content I'm creating. That's why you do other yeah. different avenues 
you know, like gaming and stuff like that too. Like we game around here too, so you know, always yeah, you play the same game around here. We can play, you can be playing different games. What do you mean? I, I, what do we? What do you mean? I'm over here playing like Master Duel and shit. You know, crazy. All right, everyone. Uh, is there anything you, any, anything else you want to say, man? Before we uh, head out, actually. Uh, no. All right, wait. That's it. Uh. Do you want me to fist you? Eat my booty, four four five. Wait, wait. Hold on. Is that your new uh YouTube channel name? Yep. EMB four four five. Eat my booty, four four five. So next week we are covering certain BVS videos. Actually, we're we're gonna cover the biggest BVS videos on YouTube. The one from Count. What's the guy's name? Kamasong Variety Hour, right? Is that pressure that's his name? Batman versus Superman. We're 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 gonna cover the ones from Kamasong Variety Hour. The yeah, and we're gonna cover the one from uh. Probably we'll do the one one from V and Fizo. Yeah, we'll do that one. Yeah, we'll do those. And maybe we'll do the one from Filmento. But they'll probably end up saying the same thing. So we'll do the biggest one, which is the Kamasat, the Cosmonaut Variety Hour, and we'll do a V and Fizo's Why I Don't Like BVS. And so so since we're doing that for uh, DC, we'll do that probably for Marvel or the MCU for one of their more like not liked movies as well. So that'll be another one to go after uh but yeah is there anything else i'm gonna cover here uh probably not let me see what's gonna end up happening here uh let me see how much this is gonna cost me before i you know come out of this actually no thanks i don't want your amazon i don't want your prime video bullshit prime videos trash outside of the shipping i don't want none of that shit and and you know what fuck it let's just get the freaking books so i'm gonna have them in my cart and i'm gonna just let, let let them linger for some bullshit reasons and that is it well everyone uh we're, we're, we'll see you on saturday yeah saturday we'll have our other main show of the week and we'll cover it's not gonna be really any topics i mean there's gonna be the there are probably a few that'll happen i mean damn it's crazy because now we're gonna have to probably just have certain streams where we're maybe having like um picking best movies ever maybe we'll do that power ranger one again because i know we lost that power ranger stream maybe we might just do that again honestly top 10 power ranger seasons or some shit just having to brush up on power rangers obviously power rangers in space is the best mystic force is trash as usual oh, fuck you like mystic force mystic force dookie shit literal is, it's actually interesting unlike the other mid seasons you know power rangers rpms better you know Ten times oh, better. Eat that shit alive. Oh my lord. But yeah, it's gonna be an interesting landscape for a lot of people. We'll see you guys later. Signing out, guys. Oh,